Hey, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about a weird way to cut back on sodium, a mathematical measure of when people give up on books, and why giving too much advice might mean that you crave power. Let's satisfy some curiosity. For some people, just hearing MSG is enough to trigger memories of headaches and upset stomachs. But it turns out that not only is MSG not to blame for your post-Chinese food blues, but a new study also declares that it's actually better for you than the alternative. That is, it's healthier than regular old table salt. And it could help us all cut down on our sodium intake. MSG stands for monosodium glutamate. It's a molecule that combines sodium with the amino acid glutamate and lends a savory or umami flavor to food. It's also been maligned as the cause of so-called Chinese restaurant syndrome, a cluster of symptoms ranging from numbness to heart palpitations. But it turns out that the Chinese food was framed. Later studies found that these symptoms happened at roughly the same rate, regardless of whether someone was consuming food laced with MSG or a placebo. That makes sense because glutamate occurs naturally in all sorts of food you don't associate with illness. Parmesan cheese, cured ham, dried tomatoes, walnuts, the list goes on. Recently, a study published in the journal Nutrients took data from the National Health and Nutrition Examination Survey to analyze how much sodium Americans usually eat. Experts say we should consume less than 2,300 milligrams of sodium every day, but about 90% of us consume more than that. High sodium intake can raise your blood pressure and lead to heart disease. That's the bad news. The good news? MSG can help. When food scientists usually make reduced sodium foods, they do it by simply cutting the salt on its own, which means the food doesn't usually taste as good. That makes cutting sodium a hard sell for people who, you know, enjoy flavor, which is pretty much everybody. Enter the new study. MSG contains two-thirds less sodium than table salt, but it also has a delicious umami flavor that can enhance the taste of things like cured meats, frozen meals, soups, and crackers. By substituting some of the sodium in those foods with MSG, the researchers say we could cut sodium intake by 7 to 8 percent. In some foods, MSG could reduce sodium by up to 40 percent. Turns out MSG is completely safe, and it can help keep our hearts and bellies happy. That's good news for everyone. If you love books, but you don't think math can be fun or relatable, then check this out. There's a mathematical measure of when people give up on books. And I mean, look, we've all been there, right? How many times can one person stop halfway through reading Moby Dick? Or what about Stephen Hawking's A Brief History of Time, which is widely called the most unread book of all time? So to find out whether you're likely to give up on a book, look no further than the Hawking Index. It's a fun, if imprecise, mathematical measure of how far, on average, people get into a given book. The Hawking Index was invented by mathematician Jordan Ellenberg, but before I explain how you can calculate the Hawking Index, I have to mention one caveat. When Ellenberg first proposed the index in 2014, anyone could view the five most highlighted passages on any book's Kindle page, the e-reader. Nowadays, you have to actually buy the book to view popular highlights on a Kindle. But at the time, Ellenberg hypothesized that if people read all the way to the end of a book, the highlights will be scattered evenly throughout the book. But if they stop reading after the first chapter, the highlights will stop there too. So you just average the page numbers of the book's top five highlights, divide that average by the number of pages in the book, and you get a percentage. 
The higher the percentage, the further people read into the book. The Index's namesake, A Brief History of Time, scores 6.6% on the Index, while Donna Tartt's The Goldfinch, recently made into a movie, scores a whopping 98.5%. Sounds fun, right? But of course, it is also pretty flawed. What about people who don't highlight when they read, or highlight when they start reading, and then stop as they keep going? Or what about people who don't even use Kindles to read? Ellenberg himself agrees. In his original blog post, he included a disclaimer that said that the index was not remotely scientific and for entertainment purposes only. But still, why not? Today's episode is sponsored by Purple Mattress. How have you been sleeping lately? Do you keep falling asleep reading the first chapter of that book you'll never finish, then wake up with a stiff neck and back pain? Because that's just not a fun way to start your day. And if you're struggling to get a good night's sleep, then you've got to try a Purple Mattress. The Purple Mattress will probably feel different than anything you've ever experienced because it uses a brand new material that was developed by an actual rocket scientist. So it feels unique because it's both firm and soft at the same time. It's not like the memory foam you're probably used to. And the Purple Mattress keeps everything supported while still feeling really comfortable. Plus, it's breathable, so it sleeps cool. When you order, you'll get a 100-night risk-free trial. If you're not fully satisfied, you can return your mattress for a full refund. It's also backed by a 10-year warranty with free shipping and returns. You're going to love Purple. And right now, Curiosity Daily listeners will get a free Purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress. That's on top of all the great free gifts they're offering site-wide. Just text CURIOUS to 84888. The only way to get this free pillow is to text CURIOUS to 84888. That's C-U-R-I-O-U-S to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. When you think of power-hungry people, you might imagine Game of Thrones, Breaking Bad, or Say Yes to the Dress. But maybe instead you should think of that classic advice column, Dear Abby. Power-hungry people give more advice than the rest of us, according to new research. And people feel more powerful than usual when they give advice, even when it's not asked for. You know, you could do less hand gestures while you talk. I didn't ask you, Cody. (laughs) This is actually good news because it's kind of important to feel powerful. Sure, absolute power corrupts absolutely, as they say, but a long line of studies show that a healthy feeling of power can help people land jobs, negotiate good salaries, and feel optimistic day to day pretty positive outcomes. If you're not a CEO or an expert in your field, though, how do you feel powerful? One science-backed way is by drawing on memories of times you felt powerful. And according to a new study, you can also draw on memories of giving advice. A survey of 300 people suggested that just remembering times they doled out guidance to others boosted their sense of power, whether the recipient asked for the advice or not. Giving advice in real time has similar effects. In another survey of 188 undergraduates, students reported feeling 10% more powerful when they gave advice. However, that high was short-lived unless their advice was actually taken. Maybe you're noticing the same thing the researchers did. The desire for power and the desire to influence people are closely linked. Need more evidence? A different experiment in the same paper found that people who want power give more advice. For that experiment, 124 MBA students took part in a paired negotiating activity. The ones with the greatest interest in professional networking, a.k.a. the strongest desire for power, gave their peers the most advice afterward. In other words, giving advice might serve the person who gives it more than the receiver, who will likely ignore it anyway. 
Maybe instead of asking for advice, we should start asking if we can give it out instead. So what was so exciting about our stories today? MSG actually contains two-thirds less sodium than table salt. Scientists say we can sub in MSG for salt in packaged foods without a taste trade-off. Incredible. And I thought it was really relatable that people quit books so often that there's an index named for it. (laughs) There are currently like three books that are not finished on my bookshelf that I'm like, no, no, I'm going to finish it. I'm going to finish this book as soon as I finish this other book that I haven't finished. It's it's rough. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same place right now. Like, I always feel so much anguish when I don't finish a book or when I'm having trouble finishing a book. I'll usually force myself to do it. And I know that you don't have to. And the Hawking Index shows how often people give up on books and live their lives. (laughs) And the more you crave power, the more advice you give. That seems to make sense. It does. We give a lot of advice on this podcast. Does that mean that you and I crave power? Uh, Maybe. Maybe. Oh, no. <laughs> it's not our advice, though. We're That's true. We're from experts. We pass on advice from experts. Yeah. We're just going to exonerate ourselves yeah. and just move quickly along. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Today's stories were written by Kelsey Donk and Mae Rice and edited by Ashley Hamer, who's the managing editor for Curiosity.com. Script writing was by Cody Goff and Sonia Hodgen. Curiosity Daily is produced and edited by Cody Goff. Join us again tomorrow to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious. On the Westwood One Podcast Network.